Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can also find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Age of Lawlessness Confronts Righteousness Here we look at the horizon while seeing the fulfillment of prophecy. But on the agenda, the age of lawlessness confronts the righteousness of the Lord God and those who believe in Him. Post, <clears throat> excuse me, Transforming Hope through the glass darkly, hope and transformation bring us into the arena of hope and our future. To be sure that today we are seeing through the glass darkly, but one day we shall see all things face to face. And the latest posts on warn-usa.com Righteous Branch, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 15 on Battle Lines Righteous Branch, Isaiah is one of the most prophetic and metaphoric works in Scripture today. Although a long time ago, we find out that in the nations of men and women, the evil that pulls us from the Lord God has not changed. And on warn-usa.com, the Gospel Prophecy Advocacy, Fulfilling Jesus, Persecuted on Warren Radio, it is everlasting and the wicked shall pass away, as will all the former things. This week we also find the judgment along with glory, as the Lord God delivers a devastating blow to pride and a conquering army. And check out the book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. It's a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? The Rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into the globalist new order. And you can find the, the Rising on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Robertson, and many more. And the ebook is featured on Google, on Google Play. Be sure to go to warn-usa.com. Oh, I'm sorry. 
go to danaglennsmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter. And also, there you can visit our Christian books, books and resource shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our vision media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, we're doing good. Doing good. I can't say as much about the rest of the world, but... Oh, I know. I'm sad. It is a sad thing. And, you know, we are in prophetic times. And a lot of people that teach Bible and, you know, talk to people. I mean, just about anybody. Most Christians get it, too. You know, that there's yeah. there, there's something has changed. Oh, I just feel it in my bones. And uh, so at any rate, tonight we're in Isaiah 43. And it's, My Witness brings us to part 123 in Isaiah's prophetic book on battle lines this week. And we have covered many miles with the prophets, Isaiah and Judah. Along the way, many pertinent prophetic verses are found that apply to the nations of men today and to the church of Jesus Christ. And now back to you. Okay. I'll see you on the other side. Alrighty. Now we left off on Isaiah 43 7 and that says even everyone that is called by my name for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yea I have made him. That is called by my name. Now under the old covenant that was Israel. And uh, under the new covenant we have a bigger covenant, a better covenant that includes both Jews and Gentiles. And of course when we talk about Gentiles, you know Isaac is the one that is in um, the Jewish side or Judah, the Hebrew side, the promised side. And uh, Ishmael, although he is of Abraham, you know, he he is considered to be with the Gentiles, as far as I'm concerned. Other people may disagree with that, but Ishmael... And that's why I believe that even in when we're dealing with the Antichrist, the Antichrist won't come out of Isaac's line. He'll come out of Ishmael's line. So at any rate, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not going to go into them. Uh, so Isaiah 43, 7. And uh, we're in Isaiah 43, verse 8. And so everyone that is called by my name. 
Isaiah 43.8 Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when I read something like that, I say, boy, there's a lot of those. But here we look that the proceedings now are bringing forth the blind and the deaf. Now, these aren't, you know, when you, what you would call physically blind, but yet they're still blind. They can see, but they don't see. We have a lot of those people today. And, uh, I mean, Biden, you can look at him and from the, you know, his State of the Union, uh, you know, here he is, you know, aside with the rest of the world to put various sanctions on Russia. But he and his minions decided that they would buy oil from Russia so we wouldn't be affected because him and his minions don't want to release America's oil and gas because they've got it shut off and they want to keep it that way. So, number one, what they're doing is makes America a partner to Russia because we are funding what he's doing in his Holocaust against Ukraine. So it's wicked. It's It causes blood guilt. And it's downright underhanded to do things like that when the rest of the world, you know, has decided to do that. So, um, you know, when we talk about having eyes and you can't see and ears that you can't hear, um, Biden as minions are chief among those. However, we are in Isaiah. Uh, and so, you know, when we do talk about a calling forth, you know, the nations of Gentiles are also going to come. But uh, Jeremiah, you know, proof of that, Jeremiah 5.21 says, Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. And the point here is it's not unusual at all, especially when we're dealing with judgment and with God and and men and women and families and nations and politicians and all the rest it's not unusual to have people that have a point of view but they don't really see the truth uh, paul called this out uh, you know when he was on earth uh, preaching and uh, being an apostle apostle you know because in the roman empire they were ever learning he said and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth and America today and the world has more knowledge and, uh, you know, and of course for us, technological, scientific, you know, into the medical, every avenue. We have never known so much. Yet in all of our learning, we still don't know the truth, the love of the truth, which is referring to the love of our God and Father and of the Son uh, for us, that he came and died on the cross for our sins. That's the simple love of the truth. So we see this, and so Jeremiah brings it out, but Jeremiah spent most of his time, all of his life, warning Judah. And Judah themselves should have known better. Judah themselves, you know, <laughs> their roots, you know, go clear back to Egypt. And, you know, they were out there with the rest of the tribes, and yet, 
if anybody should have known about Jehovah God, if anybody should have known that you shouldn't be doing the things that they were doing, it should have been Judah. But they refused to listen. And so they eventually were judged and went into captivity. And we've discussed all that. But see, what God is doing is bringing all this stuff out and, and hitting all the aspects of the judgment because this is what the prophet is doing. Um, and then as Gentile believers in Yahshua, we have Second Corinthians 4.4. 4 in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine unto them. Shine unto them. Uh, and so here we have the fact of the matter is that there are many, many people in the world that the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. They don't believe in the Father. So they're under the power of the God of this world, which is Satan. And uh, the thing of it is, he uses the word lest the light. And so if, if they weren't blinded, and, and it says blinded the minds of them which believe not. And they may see the stuff, but their minds can't comprehend this. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. Now how do they find? Well, that, that comes through the Spirit of God who is the image of God, should shine unto them. I mean, that's when you have uh, relatives and other people you know that you talk to, but they just can't grasp it. Uh, and we have a lot of people in America that just can't grasp it. I mean, really, we, we do. America's in some of the worst place I've seen it my entire life. I've been warning for many, 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 many years and Tower's been there with me, and of judgment and things that were coming, and uh, we're we're really far down this road right now, and uh, <clears throat> so at any rate, in verse nine, he says, "Now, now this is really, really interesting because see, when we take it in context, so you have." Um, up here at verse 7, even everyone is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him and I have made him. That's everyone called by his name. And then we go down to verse 8. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. So you have two groups there. You have those that are called by his name and those who are blind. And then verse 9 it says... Let all the nations be gathered together. So what we have here in verses 7, 8, and 9 is God calling together everybody. Well, why would we do that? Well, because everybody is going to stand before this God, and they're going to be judged in this body for the things they have done, good or bad. Now, if you are found in Yahshua, or Jesus... The second death has no hold on you. And the second death, the first death is when you put off this physical body. The second death is after you've put off this physical body and you're in the spirit man. And if you've died in your sins, um, you're not going to be in heaven. You're going to be in another place, Sheol or Hades. But see, you're not going to be in Hades forever because death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire. That's where you're going to be all your life. All the rest, you know, everybody 
that are wicked. And, uh, and this is why it's so imperative that people get saved. That's why Christians witness. That's why we tell people. But see, here though, it, let all the nations be gathered together. Let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and can show us the former things? Let them bring forth their witness that they might be justified or let them hear and say it is truth. And, you know, I like this because, you know, you have a lot of people. Let's put it this way. You have people and you have nations that think that they're the ones in control. They got everything together. And there is a truth that they can't find. And one day God will gather all the nations together. And we see in Revelation how he deals with the world. And I've been warning about blood guilt for many, many years. And one thing you will see or do see in Revelation is the judgment of the blood. And you'll see those when it talks about all this stuff referring to blood in there. And those are the judgment of the blood. And that's because, as the Lord said when he was weeping over Jerusalem, I think that was the time. Uh, it was when Yahshua was here and he was he was talking. And, uh, and he said, but judgment will be required of this generation for all the blood shed going clear back and I way back and eventually it, it really did happen under Titus but you see when we talk about the judgment of the blood we can find it from Genesis we all the way through we can find it in the Gospels we can find it in Revelation it is something that God is going to do he's going to hold everybody accountable not just for their sins but I'll tell you that in in when you get into the wrath of God tribulation, the wrath of God will be required of all those who are left on the earth. And it's not going to be a fun time. So when we talk about in these three verses, be gathered before God, anytime you're going to be gathered before God, a God who cannot, you know, have sin before him. He's, he's sinless and it's impossible for God to sin. Now, of course, a lot of people can't believe it, and, and uh, there are those who have their Greek mythologies and everything else talking about the God who sinned and did this and did that, and they create gods and sub-gods and pantheons and everything else. Folks, we don't have a pantheon. We have the God of all gods and his son, Yahshua, who died for all men to be delivered. And I don't go there into the pantheons. I don't work all night or stay up all night trying to figure out uh, all the names of the demons or whatever, you know. Because all we have to do is resist the devil and he will flee from us. You can rebuke, you can bind, and in Christ Jesus he triumphed over principalities and powers. But see, when we get into the old covenant, he hasn't come yet. And they, they are still dealing with the law here. And so the nations are to be gathered together. And the Lord is making a challenge, and he's done it before. You know, as he said in, in the last program we were talking about, the fact that he says, there is no other God. I know of not any. There is none. 
you know, I am the Savior. You know, there is no other Savior. There is no other God. And so, which among all your gods that you have here on earth calls the end from the beginning? And make no mistake, there there are uh, spirits and uh, other entities of darkness that uh, know things that they can tell man. And the reason they know them is because they're all around us. And they know what you're saying, what you're doing, and so they know. However, you know, they do know that judgment is coming, but they do not know as God knows, nor does man, when he does things, when things are appointed, like when the, when the Son of Man comes again as the Almighty, as the Word and so, Revelation 1, he calls himself the Almighty. I'm pointing that out. And so, if they can do that, he says, let them declare it. Let them speak forth. Let them come before me and say, this is what it is, and, and prove it. They're not going to be able to prove it. And that goes back to the same thing that when you get in the great, you know, what we call the great, that great day, <laughs> the, the white throne judgment, when all people are gathered before it, you're not going to stand there when you get up to God and say, now listen, God, I've about had it with you and I've had it with your son who died on the cross. I'm sick of hearing it. You know, no, you're not going to say that because you'll be flat on your face before him. You'll be pleading for your life because of the fear of God. The only ones who will be able to stand before the Lord our God and Father and our, and our Savior, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, are those who are born again, blood-bought, and are truly saved and redeemed. That's it. Period. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, that's the way it is. But you see, when you get back in the times of Judah and you look at the nations around them, and you can even look today. And, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people in a lot of nations that have little idols and icons and things, and this is my God. And one of the most famous are the little Buddhas that they put up in their houses. And uh, there's also... I think the last count, I don't know, there's 4,500, 5,000 different types, excuse me, of gods uh, in India. I mean, through the Hindus. And they got all these little little shrines and temples and things that they do. And, uh, you know, you even got the Catholics. And uh, I had a f friend of mine that... Uh, was was an ex-Catholic. She was born again. She was Pentecostal. And uh, the thing of it is, one day she needed prayer, and she says she's going to have to talk to some saint about it. And uh, I said, you don't need to talk to a saint. All you need to do is call upon the Lord 
in Jesus' name, you can come right to the throne of God. We don't go through saints. We don't kneel before icons and idols. We kneel before no man. We kneel before God. And she looked at me as if, wow, I never heard that before. And, you know, it almost looked like a relief on her face. Hey, I don't have to do that. No, you don't. Those are what we do in the world. We come up with these teachings of men. And, of course, the Catholic Church has 8 million or whatever believers. They've got a ton of people that go to the Catholic Church. I've had a lot of good Catholic friends. I have nothing against them. You know, they do their thing, and I believe what I believe. And I've met Catholics that were very sincere. They had good families, you know. But uh, nevertheless, the truth is the truth. Um, so at any rate, so if you were back in the times of Judah, you know, you'd look around. Your God is a true and living God. Now, you know, the true and living God doesn't always... Uh, you know, stand on the corner, you know, down from your house so you can see him all the time to make sure he's there. Because he requires you to live by faith. And he required the children of Israel also to live by faith, although they were keeping uh, the word of God. They were following the commandments, supposedly. But it's still faith. They still had to have faith. They had to believe these things, but they got into the rote thing. No, oh, well, we're, we're doing this. And they just kept the commandments and didn't even bother with the personal part of it. But see, God wanted people to come close to him. And a good example of this is Caleb and Joshua, who the Lord said of, there's a different spirit in them. They were the, they were the two that were willing to go into the promised land, while the other ten spies would not. There was different. They had faith. And so it's very, very important for you to understand that. Faith just didn't start with the Gentiles. Faith has always been there from the beginning. Abraham believed God. That's faith. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness sake. So when you get in, in like when Judah was in the land and they were doing the things that the heathen were doing and the heathen's gods are dumb and lifeless. I mean, and you can go through the Old Testament. You can find the prophets when when they're talking about them and how they get caught up with them. And it's so easy, you know. You, 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 know, you take a tree, you cut it out, you form it into some kind of a god, you melt some brass or you melt some silver or melt gold and pour a thin layer, layer over it and pound it in and work it, and you make a god out of it. Now, see, the children of Israel made a golden calf while Moses was up on the mount. That didn't work out very well. And so, it's under, you know, this God will have none of it. He would have none of that with the children of Israel. And it, today, he will have none of it. There is only one true and living God. And matter of fact, if you look at the law concerning images, thou shalt have no graven image. No graven image of God is allowed. But see, if you get into churches today, we've got Christ up on the cross. Well, that isn't Christ on the cross. That's just a symbol. And of course, they'll tell you, well, we're not worshiping it. But see, you should have no graven images. But 
you know, you don't get anywhere, so <laughs> they, they don't listen. But the thing of it is, Jehovah, make no mistake, he can call the witnesses. He can bring them up. And he says, okay, tell me. And, of course, they can't. Because he is all-knowing. He is all-present. And he lives forever. He inhabits everything. He's omnipresent. You're not like that. And see, that's your God today. Now, the devil is a liar. And so he can work some signs and miracles. And that's why we see that in Second Thessalonians 2, you know, what we call the son of perdition uh, has some signs and wonders that he does. And we have uh, the beast who has signs and wonders and the second beast who does signs and wonders in, in, in his presence. So there's going to be those who are wicked and that that will be able to do this when we get down to the real true lawlessness of the end of days when the beast is here. <clears throat> but see, the thing of it is, when we get into Isaiah, this is a call. You know, he's, he's calling Israel out of Babylon. He's going to he's going to lead them out of there whether they know where they're going or how they're going to be taken out. So that's the important thing. They're coming. You know? And uh that's it. They might not know how, where, why most of them may not even know the why. Now, Daniel knew the why. Because we got the book and we read it. And now, in Joshua 24. This is what Joshua tells the people. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now see, that verse 15 of Joshua 24 is a popular Christian scripture. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But that was a challenge from Joshua to the children of Israel, who were the inheritors of the promise, and they were going to go into the promised land. You're going to go into the promised land. Man, you're going to need the Lord. You can't go wandering off and serving these other false gods. And Joshua's making it clear. You make up your own mind, but for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord because we're going to need his blessing, and we're not going to conquer, we're not going to overcome without him. And see, Israel had trouble in the land, but they didn't always. Because we know from the time of David, who was a warrior king, to Solomon, 
Solomon was actually the peak rising of the children of Israel with all the blessings and the temple and everything. But you could see that when Joshua, Joshua and Caleb both were very, very strong warriors. They were in their old age when they went into the promised land. I was figuring like like Moses was 80 when he was leading them, about 80 or so. Uh, they would have been that old or even older. And they went in and conquered. They fought the Nephilim and won. And so the children of Israel did. And so today we have a lot of people talk about Nephilim. But dear God in heaven, the children of Israel fought the Nephilim. And there's historical evidence of giants, even in America. And the thing of it is, is that there are scholars that believe that when the children of Israel conquered the Nephilim, they left and got out of Dodge, and they actually came over to other parts of the world to live, to get away from them. Now, we don't have any proof to that except for the big bones and stuff and things that, that have been found. Uh, L.A. Marzulli used to do a lot of stuff for that, and uh, I used to interview him a lot. We used to talk a lot and uh, discuss these things. Um, and the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Now, see, that's their words. Don't ever tell the Lord that you're going to do stuff and you don't do it. That That is not a good idea. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us all the way wherein we went among all people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore, we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Now, see, the question then is, why did you forget it? But see, the people who came out, and see, this is, an, this is also America's problem. The people that came out and said this were charged with bringing their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord so the children would know what has happened, what the Lord did. But somewhere along the line, and there are scriptures in there, said, and there grew up before the Lord a generation that knew not him. And then you begin to see the wicked kings that get in there. So whenever you see leaders in America that are really terrible, well, you can go back to Israel, and you can see when they get in there, you can follow the whole thing, and you can see that Israel... When it began to fall away, God would give them over to their enemies to bring them back. And, of course, that's how you get some of these wicked kings. And they grow up with unbelief. They don't believe it. They're in the land. And uh, so even with Solomon, he had, uh, what was it, 400 wives and 700 concubines? Or was it 700 concubines and 400 wives? can't remember. There's a whole pile of them. You know, I can't imagine any one man wanting that many, and I can't imagine any woman wanting that many husbands. That would just drive you crazy. And uh, so at any rate, aside from that, you know, you can, you can find it in Israel. So don't be surprised that in America, when we begin to want to kill babies out of the womb, 
And when when it looks like Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned, and there's excellent legal scholars who are trying to get it overturned, lawyers, I mean, and then the Biden administration comes out and tries to con- concoct a way legally to have the House and the Senate pass a law that allows them to continue by law to have abortion. And see, Biden still pushes abortion. And and he's a Catholic. And and this latest round, I mean this guy he he wants abortion. And that's what America wants. That's blood guilt. But America wants more than that. You see, America took you know, prayer out of the school pretty much. They took out the part, you know what I mean, we used to be able to have prayer. We used to have the Gideons give us Bible in school. <laughs> we used to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And when we stood there, we knew what nation we were in. And we were taught, I was taught civics and socialism. You know, uh, they would teach us about Marx. I didn't come out wanting to be a Marxist because I saw what he did. But you see, now we have people that were taught that it's okay. And of course, Marx was an atheist. Marxism is an atheistic based (laughs) mess, you know, system for ruling people. Authoritarian and we see what it does to Christians and Christianity. And China is the prime example. And so when you get down to verse 10, so he's calling everybody out. He's going through all this. There's one Lord God. Children of Israel needed to know this. They went into captivity because they forgot. But this God now is bringing them out and he's charging them again. Remember this. This is what? You know, and, and, he, and he brings it out because he wants them to know why they went in there, that he was just, and the whole nine yards. And they did learn for a while. But see, even Israel today, you know, they know about the laws. There's a lot of things they can't do because they don't have the temple. But see, we're in the new covenant. But see, Paul points out in Romans 11 that God has not given up Israel, that Israel be saved. And there are good messianic believers, lots of them in Israel, that are working to win Israel. But see, there's going to be a lot of trouble, uh, you know, for Israel. There's going to be a lot of trouble for America today because of what we're doing. And so whenever you look at this, you see, and I tell people, you know, Trump was in there and people hate him today because of what he was able to do. He And they don't even mention it. But he did things that no other person could do. And now that he's gone, there's one thing that he did serve as. As an example of what would happen if God really unleashed his blessing on this nation to heal this nation. But see, what did we choose to do instead? 
to cheat an election, and they did cheat, whether you like it or not. The evidence now is coming out every day. They're finding fault. They're finding stuff that these people were doing. And so you have Biden, who is totally the opposite, undid everything, and your borders are totally open. You have a nation that's lawless. You have people that are stealing out of stores right and left, and other people stand around and watch them. We have a mess of lawless, abiding people who want to do lawlessness. They don't want righteousness. They don't want the old America. Some of them are pushing. A lot of them are trying to get a Marxist-type thing going in America. This is not going to work. And, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that there are many that don't want that kind of a society. I know what it does. And the thing of it is, a lot of these other people don't. You see, this is the issue when you get in a nation and people won't listen and they fall away. Now see, Isaiah 43.10, the Lord says, You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, my servant, Now, see, the emphasis is my witnesses and my servant. They're called by his name. That's the beginning of this section. Whom I have chosen. We know they were chosen. That you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Now, I love this verse. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Now see, one thing about Israel. They were to come forth. And they would come forth out of Babylon. And they would be able to witness that this God who revealed himself to Israel is the true and the living God. And to this day, when I talk about the Father, I say, I believe in our God and Father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the great and mighty and most revered God, who gave us of his only begotten Son, who came and revealed the Father. Who died on the cross for our sins. To seal the blood covenant. Because it's through the blood that God said atonement was would be made. And even in the sacrifices on the day of atonement, they had to use the blood of bulls and goats. Bulls and beasts, you know, of animals. To provide the atonement temporarily. So God did get, could deal with Israel. You don't need that today. Yahshua died on the cross, sealed the covenant. He's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. In John 1, it speaks of him as being the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You get into Revelation 1, and he calls himself the Almighty. You get into Revelation 22 where he talks about judgment. He says, he that is wicked, let him be wicked still. He that is righteous, be righteous still. For I come quickly and 
my reward is with me to give to all men according as the work shall be. That whole section, he is the Almighty. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the one. There's no God that's going to take his place. He's the one. And he is the fulfillment. But see, when Israel came out of this, you know, in the Old Covenant, when they came out, you know, they could have said that easily. Yes, we've been, we've been, for 70 years we've been here. And of course, by that time, a lot of the old guard would have died. You would have had a new, lots of new generation come up in Babylon. And they would have had effects upon the children of Israel. A lot of effects. And some of those effects we still see today. And when we talk about dates and timelines and various things with the feasts and, you know, things, we can see the arm reaching back to the time when Israel got out of Babylon. And see, when, when Israel sinned, the whole world knows about it. When you sin, nobody knows about it except you and God. You see, th there's a big difference there. You know, and in the New Testament, it's the nations of them that are saved who will bring their glory. You know, bring everything into the new Jerusalem where God is. Because God redeemed them and they're going to be full of glory. And see, when they're full of glory, God's glory is even greater. So before this God, there was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me, because there is no after me. He is eternal. Now see, within all this, I like Isaiah 55. One of the best prophetic, beautiful scriptures speaking of the greater son of David who comes. Of Yahshua, of Jesus. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. He that has no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Now see, all this speaks of plenty. And it's not just a, a full belly, but this is plenty. This represents, there's no thirsting, there's no hunger, there's, you know, you don't need money. The, the fullness of God is more than you can ever imagine. You're to come. He's inviting you to come and imbibe on the fullness that you'll be full in your spirit. You'll be full even as a Christian. I mean, you, there's that presence there. You mean you're never going to starve as a human being? No, you could very well starve. You could suffer. Because that's one thing. I call it <laughs> that little portion of scripture. That's a marching order. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. And we see the Christians in North Korea, what they have to go through. We see them in China, what they have to go through. Yeah. Make no mistake. Being a Christian today can get you to be an enemy. 
and people will follow the Antichrist, the beast. Now, see, I don't like using the Antichrist when we're talking about the dark one, the beast, in Revelation 13. Because we've got lots of Antichrists today, folks. Okay? There's a lot of communists in communist China that are like Antichrists themselves. But the difference is it doesn't mean they can't be saved. But that's their type. As, as it says in the epistles, even now there are many Antichrists. We've got a lot of Antichrists. We have Americans that, that have an Antichrist attitude. Yeah, we got a lot of this stuff. But we got a pro-Christ, not an Antichrist. I'm a pro-Christ. I'm a plus Christ. I'm an addition Christ. I'm a there is nothing he can't do Christ. He is a healer Christ. He is never going to mis uh, forsake me Christ. He is above, beyond anything you could hope or imagine, Christ. And his father is the one that gave him the power to do this. And it's because of the father's love that he came. And it goes on. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Now, folks... Tower and I know what fatness is. And that's not because you get fat. But let me tell you, there's a little milk that's an A2 milk. And it has the richest cream. You'll, I make our own butter and own ice cream out of it. And you haven't had fat until you've had some of that made into butter and made into ice cream. And you, you'd think you died and went to heaven when you ate that stuff. Now, see, I'm a retired chef, but I still chef. And I can tell you, I know what good food tastes like. And I know what bad food tastes like. But I also know what fatness is, richness. And see, when God is putting this out here, he's, he's going to have you a feast. We're going to have a supper. With Christ. And you can find it in Revelation. And you can look at the menu here. But see, it's going to have stuff that you've never understood, never been able to explain again, because it's going to be different. Remember Adam and Eve in the garden? That was a perfect world. And the food they had there, the fruits they had there, they're not like anything you would have had here. Now, I've spent a lifetime trying to find fruit to put on a big buffet during Easter. or one of the, I spent a lot of times putting on big, long buffets, trying to find the right fruit. And I can tell you the stuff you get in the stores isn't anything like that. So what I'm telling you is this verse here... These five verses, Isaiah 55, 1 through 5, this goes beyond the scope of regular food. This takes you into the supernatural. This tells you what God is going to bring to you, a fullness, a health, a perfection that you've never experienced before. It's not going to cost you money because money has nothing. Now, see, 
without money and without price, you come and God will provide it because it requires faith. But there's there's a thing here. Your redemption is not free. Christ had to come and die on the cross for it. He had to conquer principalities and powers. The Father and the Son had to work it out throughout all eternity how this would work out. And once you come, he says, you need to take up your cross and follow me. He that takes not up his cross is not worthy of me. See, there is an expectation. There's a discipleship. There's something that you need to understand in this. God didn't bring us here as Christians to be victims. He brought us down here to be victors, to be that light. And that's what Israel was to be as well. A light. They were to be victorious. And they were. If you look at David. And even during Solomon's time. It was unprecedented. Israel today. Does really good in the nations. And if you're talking about. If you get into technology. If you get into sciences. You get into some of the things that they've created over there in Israel. It is number one. Incline your ear and come unto me. Here and your soul shall live. And I'll make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercies of David. Behold I have given him for a witness to the people. A leader and a commander to the people. Behold thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not. And nations that knew thee not. Knew not thee shall run into thee. Because of the Lord thy God and the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified thee. And there is a nation. That no one knew would come. And that's the nations of the one nation that's filled with the Gentiles, the Goyim, the unclean of the earth that came to the Lord by faith. And he cleaned them up and he made them into warriors, made them into lights, and they've overcame. And so when he says in Isaiah 43.10 to Israel, you are my witnesses, he means it. My servant, I chose you. And you're here. Yeah, you went through Babylon and you were there for a long time. I corrected you in measure, but I brought you out. I didn't forgive you because I am the Lord. You are my witnesses that I exist. There was nobody before me. There's not going to be nobody after me. I am he. And that's the same God that is in charge today. It's not Putin that is in charge. It is the Lord that is in charge. It's not the Chinese communists who were persecuting all the Christians there in charge. It is the Lord who is in charge. And he is shaking the nations right now. He's doing some stuff. And in America, your knowledge, your technology, your perversions, you are not the boss in America. This is not your nation. That is not your nation to screw up. This land like all the land and the planet and everything that's been made belongs to the Lord God. And before God, 
I defy you to change that because you can't. Yeah, you can wait for the judgment of God and defeat America or bring it down or whatever you may think that you can do, but everything goes according to what God allows. But if America would repent from, I mean, everybody from the White House down to the street where the bum is, every area, every place, every church, throw away all your names of your denominations. Get rid of all your stuff and just come to the Lord and repent. Because there's a difference. And the thing I love about this is when you get to verse 11, he says this, I, even I, am the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah. Beside me there is no Savior. I have declared, have saved, and I have showed when there was no strange God among you, therefore you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he. There is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it, or who shall stop it? Nobody. That's the same God that's in charge today. And that's why it's important to understand these things. That's why it's important to really get in there. Get close to the Lord. Because, you know, frankly, I love these verses. There is so much in here. I mean... Just think, there's things in heaven that you could never have imagined is there. And most people think they're just going to be, you know, in the New Jerusalem, and they're never going to leave. That couldn't be further from the truth. God's going to remake the heavens and the earth. The meek shall inherit the earth, not just the city of Jerusalem, not, not the, just the heavenly Jerusalem. God's going to have a new universe and a new earth like you've never seen before. And you're going to be in a glorified body, man. And you're going to be able to go places. You'll be able to see all the handiworks of God. You won't need a road map either because... You will know. You'll be able to go there. I plan on going to the moon, Venus, Mars, going all over the earth, checking out everything. I've got all of eternity. I won't need a travel guide. And you'll be worshiping God the whole time. When it's time to go back and worship the Lord, to be before him, you can do that. Everything will be known. Father, thank you for your word tonight and for the God, even our Father, who has sent his only begotten Son and redeemed us. Thank you for bringing Israel out, and we know you will save them. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower.
Okay, here I am. I love that where God says, I am God. You know, I am he. I am he. You know, I like that too. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. You know, there's no question about it. God's our Savior, you know, through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the Savior. You don't have to go through... Anybody. Anybody. It's yeah. simple. Yeah. It's so simple, people can't understand it. That's right. And there's no argument. There's no room for argument there. Right. I think that I love that. So do I. We're going to have to get out okay. of here. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We pray for you. And we hope the best for all of you. Stay safe and look to the Lord in these times. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by the websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Until next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.